0: I am about to make it so that none of you call me by name ever again. So my name is Shanna, it rhymes with banana, and it's one of those names that people see and assume. They see my name and they assume that it is another name. In fact, there are several alternative names that people make my name depending on their experience. What's wild to me is when I only interact with somebody online, like in an email, and they still add letters to my name. <laughs> my name. My email is literally shanna at trinity-episcopal.org. And if you add letters, you have really gone to extra effort here. My name didn't start out as Shanna. My dad named me after a woman who was on 60 Minutes a great many years ago. but he, Um, He liked the name, and then, and I don't know how this didn't come up sooner, but my mom couldn't pronounce the name the way that this other woman says it. And so it became Shanna, which was the year I was born, the 367th most popular girl's name. It peaked the year before. My husband and I brought our own respective issues when it came to naming the kids. I wanted to name the kids names that are pronounced exactly how they look. (laughs) And my husband has a really common name. I think there were six Ryans in one of his classes. So he wanted to give them unique names. I think we settled on three names that it seems to have worked. Today we read about Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus means God helps, or the one that God helps. Jesus tells this parable about a rich man who lives an opulent life, who wears fancy clothes and throws parties and eats like a king. Eats so well, in fact, that he throws his fancy leftovers to the dogs, which poor Lazarus eats as well. Lazarus lays at his gates every day, a sick man with open sores always hoping for a bit of care. And the best he gets from the rich man are the scraps he can rustle away from the dogs. But then they die and the rich man is in agony in Hades. Abraham and Lazarus visit him and the rich man begs Father Abraham to help. Even in the afterlife, the rich man won't acknowledge Lazarus. He begs Abraham to send Lazarus with a drink of water, but Abraham refuses. He reminds the rich man that in life he had everything, but Lazarus had nothing, and that now Lazarus has comfort while the rich man suffers. Abraham shows him that there is a great chasm that they cannot cross. The rich man then begs Abraham, not Lazarus still, to please go and warn his brothers that they may not suffer in Hades with him. But Abraham refuses this too, Just as the rich man had Moses and the prophets, so do his brothers, if they choose to listen. The rich man, the powerful one, the one who has nice clothing and even underwear, fine linens, it says, he doesn't recognize Lazarus as fully human. Day in and day out, he walks past him. Even after they've died, even as he lives in comfort in the afterlife, Lazarus has no power, he has no speaking roles in this play. But Jesus calls attention to Lazarus by giving him a name. In fact, Lazarus is the only proper name of anyone in any of Jesus' parables. He names Lazarus because Lazarus is the point of this story. Jesus always wants us to take care of the oppressed the sick, the needy, the hurting. He names Lazarus because Jesus knows that l- names have power. There is a mural in Louisville, Kentucky that has started a movement. Three artists, Braylon Rescoe, Stewart, Whitney Holborn, and Andrew Norris, painted the faces of Sandra Bland, George Floyd, David McAtee, Elijah McClain, Brianna Taylor, and Ahmad Arbery, and the words, Say Their Names. Say Their Names has since become a movement, because Jesus knew it back then, and it is still true today, names have power. It is one thing to know the facts of racism, to understand what it means and how it is lived out, to understand that even before a child is born, they experience the effects of racism through prenatal care to recognize that educational investment and achievement go hand in hand, and that there is often more money in predominantly white schools. To see how race affects home ownership, employment, even grocery shopping, that is a thing. It is a thing we should know about and wrestle with. But those facts don't have names, and they are seldom actually attached to people. They are systemic and it's easy to be dispassionate about systems. But Sandra Bland, who asphyxiated in a jail cell, that's hard to ignore. Or George Floyd, whose mother weeps as she talks about him dying on the pavement. Breonna Taylor, who was shot and killed when police barged into her home in the middle of the night to serve a warrant on someone who wasn't there. David McAtee, who was out after curfew when Louisville was deeply conflicted over Breonna Taylor's murder. Elijah McClain, who died after an altercation with police, which ended in paramedics giving him a fatal dose of ketamine, meant to sedate him. Ahmad Arbery, who was on a jog when three white men shot and killed him. Like Lazarus, their names are remembered because of tragedies. It's one thing to have heard that police stops go from inconvenient to deadly, depending on the hue of your skin. But it's another thing to watch the video of Philando Castile bleed out in his car with his girlfriend and her child. Names have power. Knowing their names gives us the opportunity that the rich man and his brothers had Jesus uses this story to point us toward our responsibility as followers of the way. We have this life to care for each other. And before Jesus, Abraham and Moses and all the prophets pointed us toward the arc of the moral universe, which as Martin Luther King Jr. said, is long but bends towards justice. For a short time I left the church, I thought forever, And then I went through a hard patch and found myself wandering into an Episcopal church in Bellevue, Washington. When I walked in, Father Bob Bethay recognized that I was new and asked my name. That day at communion, he looked me in the eye and said my name as he gave me the bread. He also read an extra letter into my name. (laughs) I cried. Someone took the time to know my name and look me in the eye. It was powerful, and I never forgot. We know little about Lazarus, about who he was in life, and what he may have done to earn eternity in heaven. Jesus talks about how to get to heaven in other parables. This is a story about our time on earth. Jesus tells us Lazarus' name so that we see him, that we identify with him and take this as our call to worship. These days, this might be the parable of the rich man and Sandra or David or Ahmad, Philando, George, Tamir, Freddie, Michael, Brianna, Trayvon, Elijah, or the parable of the rich man and Pepita Redhair, a missing indigenous woman, last seen in Albuquerque, or the parable of the rich man and Thomas, who comes here for lunch every Wednesday. Or the parable of the rich man and so many of you who endure chronic pain, heartbreak, and loss. Lazarus' name, God helps, or the one God helps, is an invitation to us all to learn each other's names and stories. So I'm gonna do something weird. I want you to prepare yourselves. I'm gonna invite you to look at one of the people around you that you didn't come to church with, make eye contact and learn what their name is. Just hello and what's your name? Friends, this was small church peace right here. You did it. (laughs) You turned and looked at each other and talked. All right. It's awkward. I put you on the spot. But it seems like you all managed. Everyone came through this okay. So who else's name might Jesus want you to know? Who in your life would the parable of the rich man include? We have the prophets and scripture and a Messiah telling us to care for one another by name. Let's worship God and give thanks and praise by seeking out the needy, the hurting, the suffering and heartbroken and learning their names.